Let's talk about something important. Are they all here? All but one. Well, I'm going anyway. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Always be closing. Always be closing. ABC. ABC, Alex. Wing it podcast. GooseDigital.com. Who do we have? Chris O'Neill. Robin Kroll. Kevin Butler. Michael Turksani. Okay. It's all about sales, Chris. Finally. Finally. <laughs> Finally. After 21 to 23, depending on the special edition, 25 episodes, Chris finally... It's finally got through. Finally, <laughs> finally got, got through, through to Mike. Yeah. yeah. Is this our first episode in the new office? Technically? Yes. It second. Is. Second. Oh, second. Yeah. Second. second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All but right. yeah, we are in the new office. We look, uh, we look different. Actually, we changed the lighting for this episode, changed the mics up. Um, so it's all wall, new. The wall walls are different. different. Yeah. The walls, well, the walls are a little Same bit different. Plant. So plant, yeah. Plant survived the move though. <laughs> yeah. So we're, uh, yeah, we're here. Actually, Alex, you could cut a few slides in even even of the new office when you do this. A couple of shots. Good idea. Good idea. Transition. But let's get down to business, okay? Because we're here to talk about sales. Mm-hmm. It, you know, nothing matters more than getting them to sign on the dotted line. Nothing Chris. happens until the sale is made. That's right. It's one of those things, eh? When done right, it's easy, but very hard to do right. And if you do it wrong... It hurts a lot for a long time. <laughs> yeah, the ups and downs. So we were we're in some we're in some deals, but you know we've we're our our services are are tied into the just bigger picture sales process, obviously, right? Especially when we're running lead generation programs or we're um, part of renewal processes on the on the tail end of a marketing automation implementation. Uh, it's at the end of the day, we're a revenue. We're looking at new revenue. I mean, we're not a company. I, I don't think we've got any clients that fall into the into the pure branding realm, and you know, where we're just part of some large established brand that can kind of afford to just you know do things all day long. Like no, like everything we do for our clients has a, a conversion of sorts. Right. Yeah. So we are directly in the middle of a sales process whether that's at the front or in the middle supporting in the end so we thought you know we should be talking a little bit more about that in a little bit of a of a tangent to the typical digital marketing marketing automation topics that we would go through um and just sort of recognize i think first and foremost that you know digital teams that are being put together i mean they are ultimately about sales i mean it is at the end of the day all about sales and even if you say you've got a test and learn framework, Robin, I mean, at the end, you you know, you need to get to a point where you can tie back those, close the loop, tie back, understand revenue, Mm -hmm. and see how your programs are working, right? Well, that's what you're testing and learning, right? Is is really how to, um, you know, to to drive that sales conversion, um, and to drive the right sales conversion, just looking at Chris to his point, because, um, you know, just having a bunch of unqualified leads that's not going to really fuel up your your sales funnel and then mm. closing leads that are ultimately not going to help you grow your business that's not going to help either i think that's priority one is sales get sales get revenue grow but i think a secondary priority is 
understanding what was successful in that journey mm-hmm. to getting the sale so that one, you can double down and do it again, B, possibly learn to do things better. And I think sometimes that's understated, but that's certainly a key of the methodologies we try to roll in for, for our clients. Is, and we don't hear that talked about enough, I think. But that's equally important. And sometimes you get things right, but still don't get the deal. But there's learnings there too. Yeah. I think I think the um, the thing that's that's become really uh, evident over the course of the last you know maybe five or ten years is how important it is to identify the you know the ideal customer the customer that um, that is going to benefit most from the services mm-hmm. that you have and then once you have that once you know what that is and you can drive you know those conversations. Uh, to the right people, then you've got something to really work with. But for, you know, for uh, many, many years, and we've talked about this before, sales and marketing had sort of like two different um, rooms. They, they operated completely separately. Different they objectives. Different yeah. object, ob- objectives, different uh, line items on the spreadsheet. They had completely no interaction. Now, how important is it now? You know, these uh, go-to-market plans that we have, it's absolutely you know, vital that we are, are singing off the same sheet because, you know, if, if, uh, I'm in conversation with somebody who has been qualified by, by the marketing group, then I know that, that, you know, you know, it may not come to fruition, but at least we're talking to the right, uh, to the right, you know, Organization, organization. people likely. Yeah. But we don't even really have teams. We have like, we're like team revenue. And then we have roles and specialties and expertise within, but we don't talk about it like, hey, Chris, the sales team needs to do this because the marketing team said so. No, you're right about that. So yeah, I team guess I'm talking. But you know, I think in here. terms of alignment, like I think what you're saying is just yeah. that, I mean, that's where we look at like all about sales. I think um, that is probably a good thing to instill into your digital team thinking I think where you were going in terms of it does take time and you have to be able to test and learn these things. And it's un, probably unrealistic for an executive team that's rolling out a, a, a lead generation strategy to, to develop sales to say, well, oh, that, you know, it's been six months and it's not working. Like, I think a lot of what we try to do is right. bring that methodology to be able to tell what's working and what isn't, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if, if you know that it is at ultimately needs the revenue needs to come and those closed loop analytics need to be there to be able to tell what's working, the guidance is that you need to be able to give it time. And so that can be challenging, especially to your point, Chris, if you're going after multiple industries or multiple personas where you might be fire and multiple products, you might be firing on dozens of cylinders, you know, when, when you're at scale and each of them require their own to some degree, their own level of test and learning mm-hmm. within each of those, uh, mm-hmm. those groups. So then what is lead generation? Like, you know, if, if punting a lead over, or even you were just doing a legacy marketing campaign to drive awareness and, and getting the phones to ring. Yeah. I feel like the, I feel like lead generation as a word is almost changing. The, the definition of it is changing. Yeah, you want to take a stab at trying to redefine? Yeah, that- so so when we talk to um, sort of a traditional organization, like let's uh, talk about uh, let's talk about sort of like the the leader adopters to marketing automation solutions, for example, mm. um, where it's been basically a sales sales led, yeah, totally sales led relationship, you know, in quotations, relationship based, uh, you know, solution 
sometimes price-based, but relationship-based, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, you know, driving um, relationships and, and, and revenue through, you know, one-on-one conversations. And then you've got um, this, you know, this changing demographic out there that's expecting to be able to learn and understand what's going on in your in your uh, industry and in your business without actually talking to you. So you need to find a way to, you know, sort of bring them into that conversation so you can have that, uh, have that one-on-one. So that's lead generation to me is generating that one-on-one uh, conversation. It's the, the identification of individuals willing to have that conversation I think so I mean that's what I think about it and um, you know we're in we're in a business where it is it's not like a one and done we're not selling windows and doors we're selling like a service that is an ongoing um, Relationship. company and, and uh, enhancing enhancing type of uh, solutions so it is a relationship type thing that is going to it's not going to be likely uh, like a two conversation kind of a kind of a deal it's going to be one where you know we need to uh, we have to several conversations and you know get to know each other and understand what but, the, I, but I think even if it if it is you know closer to a one and done um, you, you know or you know, a few steps or, you know, a few conversations to sort of reach a close. So maybe the value of the, you know, I think that's also relative because the size of the company, you know, they could perceive our really large company might look at our services and say, oh, that's, that doesn't, that's nothing, right? Smaller company will look at our services and say, whoa, that's, you know, we can't afford that. But I think let's just say it's a widget or a window and door. Um, I think you still have you know, lead generation as a, as a, it's changing. It's, you know, we're not just sort of like generating a phone call. Like I think we were talking earlier about, well, it's got to be the right phone call. Mm-hmm. So now you're into a little bit of a different mix on, on these digital channels to say, well, yeah, but how do we do that? How do we get at someone that might be, yeah, sure. If you're just shopping for something straight up, replace my windows in GTA or in Burlington. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, you can, you better be there. But when we're looking at the broader, we always know 90% of, of an audience is probably, they might, they, like your windows might actually need to be replaced. You're not shopping for them. You know, you're looking at people that have 10, 15 year old houses. We can get in front of them. You know, that's also lead generation. So how do you, how do you now tell that story the way a salesperson could if they were showed up at your door? Well, by the way, you've got spots on a few of your windows up here and you know, I can tell right now that did you know you could get 30 or 40% more efficiency? So I feel like it's changed. Wasn't it about the sort of the nature of the, the conversation as in, you know, we used to think of like the straight sale, like you need a new window as opposed to saying, well, the best way to have the conversation is, you know, what is what is the benefit that we can deliver to that, yes. that, uh, that potential customer? So understanding the right questions or the right observations which and, and then transferring them into to the digital space like your well, example saying yeah. you know your, your house is 15 years old and you know mm-hmm. there's been a lot of uh, snow this winter so there might be damage uh, in your windows have you checked so this kind of a thing that might generate somebody who might not think that they need to replace their windows oh I better check my windows I hadn't right. even thought about that so it's this whole strategic thing that comes before that conversation that's going to uncover those potential leads that might not be apparent they might not be on that initial list of 
you know, everybody needs to replace their windows. Mm. But I think the bridge between what you're both saying is, I think it's twofold. It's um, one, technology and digital marketing's changed a lot where you can actually get that specific now thanks to targeting tools and and whatever else. But I think the other thing is, to me, the differentiation between um, demand gen and lead gen is demand gen, you pick your list, you do research, and theoretically everyone on that list is you sort of write in your wheelhouse your target but with lead gen you don't really control that you can you can zero in and target on a a region or a specific thing but you still have to have to your point robin like disciplined qualification mm-hmm. and an ability for someone on the, that end of the phone call to control how you communicate the value prop sure from there suss out what the needs actually are to be able to create a solution that's meaningful to that prospect so that they would continue the call, continue the engagement, and see out a potential solution. But the lead gen is about someone putting their hand up, no? Like, I mean, I, I get it that we, we want to make sure that the right people put their hand up. But well, I thought I'm saying you gen. can't control the quality well, you can't of quali- the lead to a degree. Right. Yeah, and that's right. why qualification and the sure. ability to maneuver in that first mm-hmm. conversation is so critical. And that's the separation between... Um, the lead being able to take advantage of a good lead versus just letting it go when it was a bad lead and wasn't going anywhere and understanding why and maybe i'm sort of jumping the gun a little bit but i think of some of you know the debriefs that we do Mm -hmm. at the end of a a, you know a sales cycle and understanding what worked and what didn't because that's that's incredibly valuable to go ahead um and refine what your lead gen strategy is is you know every process you go through whether you win the deal or not you learn something Uh, yeah and i think that's what we were you know going to the next step was really okay so how do you map out a successful strategy we kind of jumped ahead into that what you were saying around strategy number one but i think unpacking that sales process Mm -hmm. i think if you're a sales driven organization you're actually doing lead generation right now you're you're likely going through a process where whether you know it or not or it's really formalized down to steps or or you're just been thrown into the fire to go figure it out you're building your own pipeline some kind of prospecting yeah. prospecting you know you're going out and, and you're reaching out and you're just so so i think that's really important on the digital side to sort of bring that back and well yeah so let's let's go let's talk about that chris what are the conversations that you have what's that first and how do you yourself view a prospect and know what would be good or bad or likely good or bad to your point you don't really know and then bring that into your lead generation as a digital team to um, simulate that front end that upfront end of the pipeline build. Yeah, I think simulation is a good word to use because what you're trying to do is to is to find um, you know and define that that process all the way from where are you going to be at the end. So we talk about the, mm-hmm. you know helping our customers sort of establish where that you know that outcome is going to be. What is that outcome going to be? Well, if we're talking about sort of bringing on a new account in a particular um, vertical or whatever, we understand enough about that business to understand what those um, you know what those pain points or what those difficulties might mean. And then our sales process is all about making sure that the full 
pain uh, that is fully articulated, how much pain is being, is being felt by not having a solution for this particular problem. So if we're trying to sell a customer on the value of a you know, digital marketing solution for lead gen, we need to understand the, the, how painful it is for them to have such poor leads now or to have such you know, no leads now. Sure. You know, and so that's, you know, to me, it's like understanding where it is that we need to, to, um, to not accentuate, but ma basically make sure that the understanding of the, of the, the hurt that, that is being felt is, is fully expressed. Sure. I also think it's the discipline to stay on a, a structure. You know, these are the, the five or seven things that we need to get from an information perspective. It's the discipline to stay on that rigor to ask those questions and not just get sucked into a free-flowing conversation because it could always go a different direction, mm -hmm. but it's always coming back to, okay, but these are the things that I need to find out. And the salesperson cleverly finding a way to do that without breaking the flow of the call. Yeah, and I, I think it would be nice to be able to say, well, you know, there's one keyword that, or, or there's one ad that we would run that would cast such a massive net that mm -hmm. we're, you know, it's just worth it to run that one thing. I think what we are seeing is that it's not going to happen, right? Yeah. What we're right. seeing is that breaking down those client types and pain points to your point, Chris, and, and, and value points to your point, Robin, well, what are, what is important to those different, you know, customer groups, mm -hmm. someone that is searching, if we go back to that window example, for windows that are maybe price oriented or high value or eco. And then on the demand gen piece that you were saying, where you're proactively going out to a base and pushing messages in front of them, what information do you already know about those accounts? If you know that they've got poor if their website is not up to snuff mm -hmm. and that's why you're prospecting them then you know there's a whole stream of messaging that's unique to that group right so mm -hmm. on a on a digital marketing basis now i mean that can create a massive amount of of work because all of a sudden you're having to run several personas several mm -hmm. campaigns different messaging all of which might perform five or six or a dozen leads each, but aggregated together, it's hundreds of leads a week or whatever, and right? I think though, like even, um, I think we'd probably all agree as, as an agency, we would probably say this, but I think that's kind of the new standard of operations. It's not even like do that and you're going to see superior results. I think we're at a place now where buyers are sophisticated and whether it's deliberate or not, they're, they're moving towards things that resonate with them. So you, you can't as a marketer afford to be so broad brushed in how you approach it because it just it won't even work to get industry standard results mm -hmm. so you have to go targeted but you also have to go wide across multiple messages right and i think that goes yeah. uh it goes to the the process because if you're not following that process it's going to be very easy to kind of go in one direction and then you're missing the rest of the opportunity right. so you have to you have to stick with the process that you you believe in you can always change or modify but that's going to ensure that you cover all those bases and you do go through mm -hmm. all those different messages all those different personas and uh, you know, yeah, you the, don't miss those. The difference would be if you had, let's say, the pain point was, um, let's just go back to the website example. So maybe your website isn't mobile optimized, mm -hmm. right? So now you're going out and you're running ads. Well, if you saw an ad that was highly general on a, you know, benefits of a mobile optimized site are great, and you know, you're managing to get in front of an audience here, or you say, 
you chop that same ad down into 10 different verticals and you say, well, that's going to show up in front of medical mm -hmm. offices. And now there's only 2,000 that are going to show up in front of... It's right. the same value prop potentially, but it's framed in a, in, a, in a lens that meets... It resonates. It resonates, it resonates. right? They can Why see. wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Right? And that's kind of the, the new standard, I think, we're yes. now operating yes. under. exactly. So I think we wanted to cover that. I don't know. Uh, what are we at, Alex, in terms of timing? Uh, 19 minutes. 19. So that was pretty good. Um, point here is that it's all about sales, Chris. It's all about um, identifying your target and making sure that the message is super clear but also super on point and closing also does really identifying what um, the journey looks like from prospecting to buy and who on you know team revenue is accountable for what part of that and it's, you know we always talk about sales and marketing alignment and rightfully yeah. so but it's sort of it's the sort of um, the assigning of responsibility to ensure each stage of the journey is checked and Values being delivered at each of those stages to move one forward from a prospect forward from stage one to two to three and so on. Yeah, be, you know, being so revenue focused, you know, I know that that can put pressure on practitioners or, you know, people in roles because you're, you know, the marketers on the ground or part of that just general team revenue that you were describing. I mean, now they're, you know, there's a level of stress and pressure mm -hmm. that sort of exists. But I, I think it's at the end of the day, there's probably too much going on right now in sort of the digital marketing and and creative space that is way on the other end of the spectrum where mm -hmm. there's almost no recognition of revenue there's a lot of agencies that would you know hey it's probably great to work for a company like under armor or microsoft or any of these guys but they have such huge brands that you know you you're probably not having a you probably can't really screw those campaigns up too badly yeah, right because yeah. you know you, you, no. microsoft's a known brand yeah, but you think of the pressure on revenue when you're that big, like moving the needle just slightly. Exactly. It's even so, more but challenging. marketing might not feel that because they they've don't. got like a, a sales, sales arm. But you know, I think we're saying the the new realities of the marketers. I think they're maybe in some cases for the first time they're starting to feel some of that pressure. Yeah. Yeah. They're not yeah. used to it. They're kind of sweating a bit, saying, "What is this thing?" And I think deep down it's probably always existed because hey if you're not adding value uh, someone's going to i, I think especially for the the types of clients that we tend to deal with that are in the earlier stages to your point you know chris about uh, in their journey likely like we 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 don't see a lot of companies that come to us and say hey we've been running digital programs for three to five years we've been getting an eight to ten percent on this and it's 12 to 15 on that and we're really looking to sort of amp this to like level two we're 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 seeing people that are hey we tried to dip a toe we pulled we pulled back but now we're ready to get strategic and mm -hmm. we we've got we've applied a budget to it so there's a whole lot of that learning that's going to start to go on where you know, yeah, you want to have pressure and awareness of revenue, and this is part of what we're doing, but you also want to have enough breathing room that you can allow a program to come into play and evolve, right? Where you're not under the gun so heavily where, yeah, we just spent our first 150000 on media and we're panicking, right? Like right. you're going to need to be able to, um, and that goes to our test and learn framework mm -hmm. and just generally speaking, having enough data to understand what you're doing, right? Absolutely. I think there's more um, empirical acceptance of the of of the empirical um, yeah. empirical. of 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 wow. the, the fact that it, that it actually afternoon. works. 
that, that, that it works, I yes. guess. So, so, yeah, so it actually, it actually yeah. works. Um, and so as much as there right. is panic, cause I mean, we always have that ROI conversation. Like, you know, when yeah. we're, we're talking to the, to the, to the people that are just getting into it, or maybe they've dipped a toe as, as Mike said, now they're sort of wanting to get strategic, you know, in the early part of it, they're all excited and so forth. When it comes down to actually getting it signed up, so what about the ROI on this? Because that always sneaks back in, right? Mm-hmm. What I don't That's, like about, not, it's not your comment, but, but that take is we always look at the end goal. But when you say it works, we should be looking at it from like a more of an attribution perspective as to what was the goal. It, like in marketing's case, a lot of time, it's, it's earlier on in the sales cycle. Mm-hmm. So it working doesn't necessarily have to convert or translate into the sale, but is it, it did its job to get prospect from stage one to stage two. And that's what I mean by attribution, not just saying, did this one thing result in the sale? I mean, Mm -hmm. like, no, no, no. I'm saying like, so going back to the original question, which is what is lead gen? Lead gen is when that conversation, when that hand goes up and that conversation is started of like with a prospect that is the right prospect. Like I can't guarantee that each and every time everything's going to fall in place and they're going to, you know, we're going to be closing mm, them. Mm. But, but a lead, <laughs> gen lead, leading lead, uh, a lead is a lead so when that conversation gets started. What I'm saying about what works is that what doesn't work anymore are those things that did work yes. 15, 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Those don't work. Sure. So now I'm not, I'm, I'm saying in the in the context of like looking at what what was going on back in the early 2000s versus what's going on now there's is there room for for conversations is there room for phone calls and cold calls for sure but it's not your 100% of your strategy but, but I, anymore but I, I do think it's part of what you're saying is that you know if you're going to carve off a half million dollars or a million dollars to move into digital strategically if if you're a large if you're somewhat of a larger sales organization you've got that and you can you you already know well okay if it's a half million i know that that's x number of head count and my commission you figured all that out and you've got a reasonably good sense of dials per day and what that kind of probably translates to there's probably a lot of challenges running that sales organization today. You're probably having a series of, you know, the types of things that you're talking about in terms of getting people on the phone and the staff, you know, the staffing around it. So you're looking at digital saying, well, you know, if there's a huge portion of the front end of this thing that we can chop off through this process, I still need to understand how that half million that I could deploy through, you know, X number of people right. will eventually mm-hmm. turn into a, uh, a, a, uh, a contribution to the whole the whole bigger picture, right? And I and I think those are the conversations that we do like to have. And I think not enough ma- agencies maybe are really kind of thinking that way because they're just sort of so focused, so fixated yeah, on putting an ad in and right. getting it in front of somebody. And it's like, okay, but how is that mapping back to the big sales strategy, right? Right. So and and it's the the level of the, your different uh, benchmarks and KPIs as you go through those steps, and then having goals along each one, right? Yep. So your goal is yep. not. You know, your, your single goal is not just to drive X percent return on investment, right? You're going to have stages along the way, and those yeah. are going to be signs of, of success, success, yeah. Right? But right, ultimately, guys. but ultimately, oh, it's all about sales. ABC. <laughs> ultimately. Yeah. yeah. So all KPIs are fine, Robin, but <laughs> it's about <laughs> revenue, okay? Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, Chris. We'll so. have a chat in the hall, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I want to see some revenue, okay? <laughs> 
as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully there's I some want money. My leads. Oh, oh, yeah, you want Get your some leads. leads. I, no, Kev, I want leads. Yeah. All right, guys, thanks. This has been good. Yeah, this has been good. Thank you. Alex, I love the new setup. We love the new setup. Okay, peace. Cheers, everyone.